Hello and welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down movie franchise one movie at a time. We are currently doing The Thing franchise as we did last week's 1982's The Thing. This week we will be discussing 2011 <laughs> The Thing. Can we stop this fucking naming way of doing things? I fucking I know we've already talked about it. we talked about this because of Scream and the new one just being Scream. And Fast and Furious being, yeah. I Man, fucking, so it I hate have it. Been called, it should have just been called Thing. Ooh, or The. Yeah, well, they, should the, the. Some, they should have had some balls and came up with something clever or just and smart to call it. Yeah. <laughs> like a new, maybe a, a, some new thoughts. They could have like ext- expanded the name, be like The Thing from Space, since it's so much more dedicated to the space. Like just something, just something. Something other than The Thing. Norwegian but one thing. Party. That should have been the name of it. The thing at with at a party. Norwegian bath party. <laughs> there it is. The one thing I, we do know is that I'm your host, Joseph Lussell. I'm alongside here with Ricky Monticelli. Listen, sometimes I just lose my feelings in the showers. That doesn't mean I'm a thing. It just means you have bad, you know, your tooth, the way you brush and stuff. You just have a bad, you know, system. I eat too much taffy and it just it pulls them right out. Yeah. And just like uh, the crew members that you probably already forgot their names. It's one key swelling. Yeah, I don't like this movie inspired me to not want to like do a funny bit right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have just full on called him the thing 2011 of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. listen, <laughs> thing of- he's not he's not bad. He's not bad. He's just not good either. It's not I, good. I'm, wow. excited to, I'm excited to get into it, but that is the sin of this movie is that it's like not bad <laughs> but it's also you know not good oh it's terrible but it's like but see i wouldn't yeah. say it's terrible it's just exactly. I, I i i will um it, it exists differ. i guess I it differ. exists oh Joe as liked I, it joe liked as, it as <laughs> no as i would put it it's a movie no that's 100 percent what it is but that's just yeah. the thing like it's not awful. Like, it's not like the acting was terrible. The overall premise of the movie was fine. The CG was fucking garbage, though. Like that in the final act, fucking going to the spaceship was pure trash. <laughs> so this movie is directed by, I mean, butcher these names. Uh, it's uh, like Matthias von Hannigan Jr. Um, he he lost the will to direct after doing this movie. I'll get into it. Good. I'll, good. Get, I'll get into it later. Uh, hey, so did uh, so, so did Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, Carpenter. Yeah, this yeah. did not help Carpenter in the way of the, the yeah. that they're destroying one of his if his favorite movie of all time. They're destroying it in a way. Uh, this movie stars Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. You might know her uh, from um, Scott Pilgrim. She was in the most recent Harley oh, Quinn. Oh, that is what she's from. From Harley Quinn, the movie. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Ben, Joel Edgerton. Uh, Eric, Chris- <laughs> Eric Christian Olsen from Dumb and Dumberer and the NCIS LA. Uh, Adwa Aquinwe Agbayai. Nailed. Nailed it. I'll he buy. got first two, which was more yeah. than I would have been able to do. Yeah, uh, he is from um, Ju- Suicide Squad. 
He's from Thor Dark World. I uh, want, yes. and he's from and he's from Lost. That's where you most know him from. And then and then, and then everybody else, just like the movie, you're forgetful. <laughs> um. So no, Kate, well, there's uh Oric Thompson. Oric Thompson's been in a bunch. Doctor Sanders. Oh, okay. Did we um, mention the Game of Thrones wildling dude? Oh yeah. Uh, where's he at? Christopher like heaved you? Yeah. He's yeah. not listed in the top cast. That's interesting. I, IMDb. I think <laughs> this was bold bef- choice. Oh, this was before. Um, this was before Game of Thrones. I Game think. of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. This would have been probably part of his reel to get Game of Thrones. Yeah. As this Boy, movie came am... in. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, I'm fascinated to hear. I'm fascinated to hear the movies that came. I I have a feeling this was a bad time for movies. Like 2009 to 2012, I think was probably going to be pretty stupid. <laughs> so I'm, oh, I'm excited well, to see. You'll find out when we do the box yeah. office later on the show. Uh, this movie came out uh, October 14th, 2011. With a runtime of one hour and forty-three minutes, um, Keith, you picked this movie, and you've seen this before. Before we uh, break down what we thought and break down the movie, uh, how was it this go around for you? It was uh, well. Let's see. I, I'm trying to. I was trying. I was racking my brain trying to remember. I think I saw this in movie theaters. Like, I'm without, sorry. I, I, I don't think I'd seen the thing. But I just like went to the movies just to go watch a movie. Bold choice. Yeah. And I just just like like I'm feeling after this podcast, after we're done talking about it, like this movie's gonna leave my brain forever again. Yeah. And that's kind of my impression of it. <laughs> so um, it's I think the the comparison and like the thoughts between the first one and the second one are what is what is what is interesting me here. So this movie is like the least fun part about this. Well, uh, you 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 picked that you picked this franchise because you yeah. wanted us to get to this movie. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. <laughs> it's fascinating. So, like example, you know, little side thing for the uh, Monday Night War stories, which you can listen to at no That's the idea we started with the that podcast of watching the old wrestling and about how good it was at one time, and we wanted to see how the downfall of one company would be. And now we're at that downfall part of the company. And it's like, we're already regretting it. Like we're like, we wish we can go back two years to watch what was good for what we're watching now. It's just like, it's a slog, but I get what you're saying. Like that's the comparison from uh, the thing franchise to what I was talking about the wrestling, just because you knew one was good and one was by far superior. And then we got to the sequel and not as good. And we're starting to get to like re- the, like the big reboot time in mm-hmm. recent movie history. Like I think like Point Break came out around now. There was that like Taking of Pelham one two three. There was the new Ghost Recall, but I think that's a little newer. Or to- no, sorry, Total Recall. Point Break came out. Oh, in they did remake Total Recall. Yeah, there's all these like what the twenty twelve about decisions? that twenty twelve <laughs> Total Recall. Yeah, twenty twelve exactly. What's that dude's name? Who's like actually, yeah, Colin Farrell, who can be in it, like, is very hit or miss, but can be a fantastic actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Colin Farrell's great. (laughs) The taking of Pelhelm 123 was 09. So it is in that time frame. Well, like, I'll be, I will, I will (laughs) say this there is a reboot on the box office. So is it 
I've, I thought it was a sequel, <laughs> like it's direct sequel to the thing. They're not rebooting. Well, it. It, it's a, it. well, it's a, it, the one I the one I have is a reboot restart. So we're get to that when we get to the box office. What about Death Race? When did Death Race come out? Oh, this is, we're in like reboot territory here. Death Race. <laughs> oh, where are you at? Statham, two thousand eight. Yep. Oh man. So we're in that like four year time frame of a constant <laughs> reboot re- sequel from a you know. To be really- fair, I would argue that that's more just when we start to notice it. That's always been Hollywood. It's just oh, yeah. we're getting into the point where we know the movies they're rebooting. Yeah, because it's mean, like yeah, Ocean's I, Eleven's I technically that. a reboot. Yeah, but we don't like connect that as a reboot because we didn't watch or know of the original film that much they don't call it oceans 11 like 1999 though it's just that's not right but this isn't a reboot this is a prequel where they decide to connect the name because they needed to do something to connect it to the i mean it literally goes into the next movie i the whole naming thing is just so it's the way to connect it to the film to like draw people in but like just have a better advertising campaign fuck nuts (laughs) So, Rick, what did you think of uh, the thing? I thought it started well. I actually enjoyed like the first 20 to 30 minutes. I thought it really set like a good like outlook. I actually really enjoyed the fact that it used subtitles and was in Norwegian instead of just doing that weird thing of being like, you know, they're all Norwegian, but they all speak English here the entire time. And you never see that, see them speaking Norwegian for whatever reason. Like I enjoyed like there was small things in the movie that like were very the original thing esque that I really appreciate. I appreciated that. It's just, they're all pre-built camps and it looks the same. Cause of course it, they're not going to make like each camp look different when they're all prefabs, but man, the CG is so bad. It's, I mean, and it's not this movie particular fault. It's this time frame where they rely heavily on CG and CG. It's just, it doesn't blend well. Like it looks very, especially once they get to the spaceship part, which is what completely tanks the movie. It just, it exists. Like Joe, you saying it's a movie is what it is. Yeah. Like if this wasn't made, I wouldn't miss it. Yeah. And there Uh, isn't enough added for like lore aspects. A la like um uh the witch movie what the fuck blair witch like the second one trash movie but added really cool lore aspects man that movie rocked (laughs) (laughs) and this movie like this movie just doesn't add anything besides like a loot like besides breaking canon of the first one of the spaceship getting turned on to melt the ice instead of the norwegians blowing up the ice (laughs) Which really fucking, but I hate canon change stuff. So that really fucking bugs me. Yeah. Um, I would just say I did not like this movie. Like, <laughs> it, it, it was just bothering me just the way they did things. So, you know, if you watch the trailer for the 2011, the thing, it kind of it's reminiscent of the 1982s, the thing. So it's like the idea of, oh, this could be a reboot. You know, the idea of, oh, it could be a reboot. And then when you watch it, it's actually, it's a prequel, you know, leading up to uh, 
the original movie. So it's what is it? It's a 29 year year gap in between movies from 82 to uh, uh, 2011. And I just didn't like the, I, what I think I did not like was in the 1982, we had the suspense, the, Oh, who, who it's going to be, or Hey, hey is it that guy? Is it that guy with this one? It was, we're just going to show you the alien attacking everybody. And you, you know who it is already instead of like, Hey man, where's the paranoia? Where's the, can we get along thing? Like, they made a joke in the movie of, you know, we brought it up on the last show about Rick was like bringing up teams, how they should have broke up in teams. And this one, they're like, all right, we're breaking up in teams of three or two and three. All right, we're already doing that. But there's no suspense. There's no cutaway to like, oh, is that, you know, what's happening? So oh, there's the alien underneath the, the building. Oh, he's in that room. Oh, he's just going to kill everybody. Yeah, it's the number one faux pas. It's like. The number one I always come back to with this faux pas is Jeepers Creepers, which is an absolutely terrifying movie until you see the monster and it becomes a joke. Mm -hmm. Don't like unless you have a Michael Myers, a Jason type killer. Less is more when it comes to the monster. Mm -hmm. And like. Yeah, there. I agree that there was way too much of the monster. I didn't like the way they did the ice break and reveal thing. I thought that just seemed kind of like, well, we need to get to this point so that we have the ice thing sitting there for when the original thing happened. I think they tried too hard to set up moments of the Norwegian camp tour. The axe in the door. <laughs> And it really made it fall flat. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, hey, there were these iconic moments for the original thing that we could have built beautifully scripted things around to explain how it got there. And instead, it kind of just felt like, hey, look, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Remember that from the original one? Here's yeah. how we got here. There, there. So uh, let's Rick, how about you break down the plot and then I will give you some uh, lore what they did for that. Boys, girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please sit down and gather around for the reading of the plot to The Thing from 2011. We open on a vehicle in the snow, crashing down somehow, and they just get out and we don't know how, but they've stumbled across a spacecraft. Apparently, this news gets out and to very secluded members of the Norwegian scientific community and gets to no one else besides the Norwegian scientific community. So they fly in an anthropologist to come in and help check out the creature they found in the ice. And it it's the thing. And things break down after, the, you know, they take an alien out of the ice without proper fucking procedures. And everything breaks down. They try to figure out who's who and the thing tries to get away. And yeah, there wasn't a really good plot for this movie. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, remember the thing we have to get? We're just making the scripts to try and get to the original thing movie now. Man, I think the I think the bad CGI is going to kind of be like the elephant in the room when we talk about this movie. But just like I'm so like I, I was sort of trying to separate my brain from that a little bit while I was watching it and just kind of accept it. But just like the lighting and the cinematography, the movie just looked shitty. 
It did. It did. It's it was, like it was boring. It looked. It wasn't so much shitty to me as like just when, boring. <laughs> when I watched, I when I watched the seek the second time I watched the thing for last week's episode, mm-hmm. um, I rewatched it with the commentary with John Carpenter and Kurt Russell, and like the entire movie, the entire time, almost every scene. John Carpenter would be like, I love the lighting here. You know, I love the lighting because it's dim. There's the shot of Kurt Russell looking, you know, mysterious concern and like the lighting are just on his eyes while everything else is dark around him. Like a perfect shot. The shot of, you know, of him coming, breaking into the uh, back and he's just covered in snow and you just see that over black. With this movie, it's just standard lighting. There's no, there wasn't no. It was so bright. The whole it was, was bright. bright. Yeah. yeah. Like the uh, opening, I thought the opening was beautiful. Like just the cat driving in the snow. Like yeah. I thought that looked, I, any part where it was like a vehicle in the snow and <laughs> the light looked really good. Yep. But yeah, I think the two things this movie, I mean, there's the two biggest things this movie was clearly lacking comparative to the first one was having that leading role actor. Like it didn't have someone to just own the acting in this movie. I missed a Kurt Russell, someone who just chewed up every scene they were in movie completely lacked that. Yeah. There was no yeah. character actors in it. I, that's that, that, that. Yeah. And I that's don't think what... it, I don't think it was poorly acted. There was just no one who owned it, who like yeah. just was like the leading for, I thought everyone who was in it was fine. I don't so like no one to me acted poorly in the movie. Yeah. It's just, so, it was a movie full of bit characters. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like this movie, like, to, like, I honestly, I can, I remember McCready's name. I know Childs' name. I know uh, uh, Blair. You know, like, I remember Windows. I remember some of the people's names from the original. With this one, it's like, I'm looking at the names. I'm like, okay, yeah, your name's Kate. You know, like, you yeah, know I think I mean? the only like, person who stood out to me was Dr. Sanders. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, one of the more, like, prolific actors yeah. in the movie. Yeah. He established so, who his character was and like like I understood who he was and what he was doing and why he was doing it. And everyone else just kind of exists. He was the guy who was like, I'm taking a sample of the alien. Oh, yeah. Brought it, brought him all in. And yeah, he so, like took Kate aside. He's like, hey, never fucking correct me again in front of people. I will murder you. <laughs> I mean, really yeah, but is. I can I understand that like that exists yeah, yeah. in the world. It oh, was yeah, someone no. seeking glory. Yeah, yeah. So like they did, they had Mary Elizabeth uh, Weinstead be the protagonist here. She's coming off Pilgrim. She's living off Live Free or Die Hard, Death Proof, Grindhouse. Um, so oh, she, those, yeah, damn. yeah. So she, what they wanted to do with her is they wanted her to be more of a Ripley from Aliens, the headstrong, you know, female protagonist. And <laughs> and I like and I didn't see that. Like I'll be honest, it's more like it's like, hey, hey guys, I need everyone not to leave because I think one of us could be the issue. Fuck you, we're leaving, we're taking, you know, we're gonna go without. Them. <laughs> and see, I don't think it was her. I really, to me, the biggest faux pas in this movie, it was just very poorly directed. <laughs> yeah, like scenes didn't feel well thought out. Shots didn't look great. Mm-hmm. Like it just, to me, felt like a very poorly directed film. Yeah, and so I mean, the, that's tough shit, dude. You're trying to make a prequel to a John Carp- Carpenter film. Like, yeah. when your comparison is directly John Carpenter's The Thing, yeah, you have to fucking bring it. And it just, it wasn't. It wasn't. So I'm, about, 
I'm about to go on a big thing here. So the director <laughs> um, had different. I'll, I have a large paragraph I'm going to read here, but I'm, this, so the director had a, his own ideas. However, the the uh, executives came in and was like, "No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that," and basically made it a hassle for him. So like, he honestly stopped directing after this movie. And that, you know, I think he, I think his most recent is he started doing foreign films in like in 2020, but uh, originally a different beginning and ending of the movie was partially filmed, which would have had shed more light on the thing's backstory. The prologue would have shown how the alien pilot purposely crashed the ship on earth and then committed suicide later an alien that was in the process of becoming the thing would uh, exit the ship in order to kill itself by freezing. And then at the end, Kate enters the ship. She finds the interior litter with dead aliens, either dismembered, burned her in the state of transformation. So that was the original idea. Um, in the central area, she sees that the last pilot, alien pilot hanging with its throat slit. According to the uh, director, the implication was that the alien race piloting the ship was collecting other alien specimens. One of the set specimens was the thing which had broken out in its confidant pod leading to the massacre among the aliens and other species, similar to what happened at the Norwegian, Norwegian base. Um, the Sanders thing had would have taken the form of the pilot suddenly attacking Kate, but then she would hold it back by threatening to use a grenade and blow them both up. And then Carter, who played was Joel. Wait, wait, let me pause you for a second. Yes. She was going to reason with the thing. No, blow it up. No, but the way she was going, she was going to threaten to reason with yes. this thing by saying I'd kill us both. Yep. Yes. And then Carter, Joel Ed- Edgerton would enter using his flamethrower on the pilot thing to fool Kate into believing that he is a human. After early screenings, the studio didn't think the pilot thing was scary enough and the climax was becoming too complicated with Kit trying to stop the Sander thing as well as discovering the thing's backstory at the same time. So the backstory was omitted. A new computer-generated Sander thing was inserted at the last minute, and the tre- Tetris-like animation was added to the scene where Kate enters the central area to hide from the dead alien pilot. I don't like, hate it, but I think <laughs> it's too much tell and not enough let people figure it out for themselves. Yeah, it's, I think you would yeah. you could do something like that, but it wouldn't it, to make it work. It would need to be something people could put together, mm-hmm. not just. It's again a classic monster faux pas of like, don't tell, like let like just show subtle hints and let people build an imagination for it. Mm-hmm. Like let people talk about the movie and think because that was my thought process till we got to like the end and that garbage where apparently the thing just owned the ship. My thought is that the thing is just like an alien parasite. Like, it's not like an alien race and all this stuff. It's literally just like an overly aggressive parasite. Yeah. Whose only like thing in life is to feed and reproduce. Yeah. Like I said in the beginning, like the one thing I did not like about this movie is you see the creature. Okay, fine. That's cool. They show it in the ice. They show it. So dumb. And (laughs) hated that. But I don't like the fact that we see it's like for me, how much scarier would have been since the scene of them are at a party celebrating that they got an alien. And then they walk out to, you know, the guy goes and looks at the alien cube and he's gone. That would be more scarier than 
he walking in and then it jumps out. Then he's like, it's it's escaped. It doesn't help that in what is a horror thriller, the most like the only true like scare moment was a shitty joke jump scare. Mm -hmm. Because like, you know, we go back to like, say, Halloween, Michael Myers escapes, but you see him via the fact of he escapes the institution breaks into the car and drives away. Okay, that's fine. But then you don't see him for like another 40 minutes. But with the thing is he escapes and then he hides under a house and then they separate and then you just see him the rest of the show and the rest of the movie. And that's the thing I'm, I'm not liking because the scene, like the scene of the like party room where the thing attacks everybody and then starts to mutate into one, like, like he become you know starts to gel into one person. Uh, the th- Rick, uh, Keith sent me a video and I watched it and it's like the scene doesn't the movie doesn't care for it shows the importance of all the characters because there's like six people in the room and the thing attacks them all, but you can tell who he doesn't care for besides the one person that he's going to gel the. Uh, Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber that they're mutating into each other like in the original like every you feared for everybody because you don't know who's who and this one it's just like oh he attacked that guy oh he attacked her um well and like I don't mind going into because going into the movie we're like okay everyone's gonna die besides two that's how we're gonna get to where we're gonna get for the original thing yep but make it interesting don't make it feel forced like She's like, well, they're, he's going to start melding with this dude's face because we have to get that gruesome creature they find outside in the snow. Yeah, this, this movie, it almost felt like he didn't like... I'm not excusing this director for the, having that idea. I think he's still a hack. <laughs> but uh, like, I think he didn't respect the monster. Like, He didn't give it... Like in the thing, in the first one, the monster, it's terrifying. Like the more, whatever like headcanon you come up with for that monster, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. But like in this one, they just like, oh, it's, it's a it's a goopy thing that chases after you. Oh no. Like I thought it was going to be cool. I thought it was just going to be that little piece he took out was going to, mm-hmm. was what was going to start everything. Oh yeah. Because yeah. that would have been a way better premise. It's just, they took a little bit and what? it would take over the original doctor. And that's where we're going to jump off from. Mm-hmm. But no, it's we like, had a weird ice explosion thing, and it's like the thing of they. This movie wanted to show what the what in the original movie that it's supposed to do, because they think people will be dumb. People would be dumb to watch 1982 and wouldn't understand what the <laughs> process of what the alien is really doing. So in this movie, they're like, "We're to show you what he's going to be doing," and then when you rewatch 82, you may go, "Oh, that makes more sense this time around." Also, I hate the fucking thing they did where it only works for main protagonists of the monster gets her into a room by herself and fails to kill her, even though it's standing (laughs) behind her. Yeah. (laughs) Like, fuck that, dude. Although it was, and yeah, we speaking of the protagonist, we like, we know too much about her. I don't like that they did the, they do that like silly disaster movie thing where, like, my God, we need a paleontologist. You're the best paleontologist we have. Mm-hmm. You, you need to come down to Antarctica and do your paleontology for us. Like, yeah, that, that was so. We, like, I'm assuming I have to answer right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, you have you have three minutes before I have to fly to Antarctica. And do you want to come with? 
like boy that was some like lazy lazy fucking like slow pitch softball <laughs> lazy booking i but mean no, it kind of just feels like in general some executive was like hey you know what's like a cool movie is the thing we should bring the thing back <laughs> i mean it well, kind of like i'm, I'm gonna I, hate bringing up this point because it's gonna get keith started on fucking star wars again but it's the sign that if you're going to put someone in charge of something that's very beloved, make sure the person taking over loves the original thing as well. So that, <laughs> yeah. you know, they treat it with the reverence that the mm-hmm. people who love this thing want it to be treated with. If you just come in and go like, it's the thing, jack off. I would say you're going to get this movie was kind of screwed from Jump Street because the the producers convinced Universal Studios to allow them to create the prequel to 82's thing instead of a remake as they felt like Carpenter's film was already perfect. So remaking it would be like painting a mustache on Mona Lisa. However, the prequel still has the title of the original film because they couldn't come up with a a subtitle. Example, The Thing Begins. That would have been worse. (laughs) You know, like they just couldn't think of an idea, so that's why they went with the thing all over again. Well, and I'm 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 wondering, I'm not sure if it shows up in lore or not. I'm wondering if this was like one of those weird IP things where they were like obligated to produce a thing in order to hold on to the rights to it. Uh I don't I don't think it was. There's there was nothing about that. I think let me see. Um uh like how we keep getting forced Sony's uh Spider-Man movies because they don't want to lose up. Well, in 09, uh, uh, Variety reported the launch of a project or a film, a prequel that could be following McCready's brother during the events leading up to the opening moments of 1982. Hmm. Um, So the idea was that uh, the director, their director was involved in the sequel to Dawn of the Dead remakes. And and, um, so they brought him, but no, uh, they asked Carpenter, and he said he wasn't interested. Um, but no, they just wanted just to, they just wanted to make one. There's no like they needed to, or they would lose the. <laughs> well, 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 that's sad. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, I, I I got to shout out one positive thing in this movie: F- fucking turtlenecks. Fucking turtlenecks. They kind of the turtlenecks rocked. That was, that made me smile. One thing I'll give credit for is what they did was is they tried to um, they want to ensure that the uh, set was as detailed as the original. So what they did is they they built it in the snow. (laughs) No, but they did build a set. They what they did was they took Kurt Russell's height, five ten, five eleven, and redo everything. That's pretty cool. To to have the recreate the Norwegian camp as no blueprints existed from the uh, John Carpenter movie, so they didn't know. So they used the uh, Russell's height so they can navigate. Okay, where he walked in the original movie. That's that's pretty cool. That's a good attention to detail. Yeah, and there were good attentions to detail in this movie to show that like they cared somewhat. It's just not enough to write well, apparently. And that. That autopsy scene rocked. <laughs> I like the autopsy. I mean, it was just a, it was a, if not an, it was a close to copy, close to homage, big wink to the first one. But that that autopsy scene looked good. I appreciated like, I like the idea behind the fillings thing. Like, it's a good way to like do yeah. a monster check without having to like 
just replicate what was in the thing. Like it was an interesting like sideways where so and you got a funny line of like, so what you going to think I'm a thing just because I floss like, OK, that's a funny line. You got me with that one. And, and man, I'm probably like one of five people in the world that this is a problem for, but I cannot not see Dumb and Dumberer when I watch that guy. So I'm just, he's like ruined for me for all eternity. I just can't take him seriously. <laughs> they like also half committed to some sort of like, there's a thing between him and Kate. Oh, you saw that too? God, I did that too. Was stupid. It's like, well, it doesn't either commit. Or don't. What is this weird half committal bullshit you're doing? It's like, are they? It's like the aren't they? Are they? Aren't they type crap? But one thing I did not like about the movie is like she legitimately shows him the things like organisms and how they work. And he's like, I can't know. This can't be. I can't believe it. And then when they're like, she's like, I showed uh, Adam or Christian Olsen. And like, I showed him it. And he's like, uh, I don't know. See, Joe, I would agree with you if we hadn't lived through the last two years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Hey. People have shown to me that you can show them direct evidence right in their face, and they're too small-minded to <laughs> fucking understand what's in front of them. Yeah. Mainly through uh, a you know delusion of not wanting to believe it. <sighs> yeah, that's true. But it's just like I just I hated that. Like, like there's those things that I didn't like the CGI. They they the studio demanded uh, uh, the original film. The film was originally supposed to come out in April of uh, 2011. However, the studio demanded extensive reshoots, which included new CGI effects, uh, re-editing for the possibility of a PG-13 version, a, an entire different climax and resolution. Because of this, the film had to be pushed back to October. But yeah, the they wanted to try to use practical effects, but the studio came in and was like <laughs> nah you were using the new uh you know up-to-date cgi so they so, use so, so they, bad so they use practical effects on some of the things and then playstation but, 4 on the rest but the playstation 4 like, <laughs> maybe i think three. you're being very gracious with playstation 4 i'll give it i'll give playstation 2 <laughs> i'll give it og uh xbox one like original yeah. Xbox like, One. Yeah, early that generation. That's like so, like uh, Gears of War Judgment. That's what the game looks like. <laughs> so like, I don't want to start a thing, but there are... We've already had the Schumacher cut, but there is um, ideas of... I'm trying to find it, but they, they do have other it's the cuts. pilot cut. The pilot they cut. Want. They They're want okay. the pilot cut. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really uninspired with my Schumacher bit now, so... I need anything. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> See, and I don't hate the idea that the thing isn't like wasn't the one who drove the ship. Like, I'm OK with the thing being like this parasitic piece of shit that's tracking everything down and just like eating its way across the galaxy. But don't like lay that all out. Let me just kind of build my own headcanon and let me go with it. Don't fucking try yeah. to explain it all to me. Yeah, It's the it. Oh, sorry, every single i'm oh, sorry just saying like every headcanon you come up with with the first one's so fun like i like yeah. to imagine the thing as just like a goop that can control a ship so yeah. like so maybe in my head like the ship that it was building and the thing one would work it just needs like a vessel to like put its meat inside of <laughs> and then it can fly exactly because because <laughs> you know that's the thing about like 
the the like the thing so by the way uh release the pilot cut release the hannigan cut and release the studio adi cut that's what they're calling them there's three different ones um the thing with the there it is uh (laughs) the the creature the alien and the thing looked like um an alien from aliens a little dumber (laughs) but a little dumber but and like i've said like i'm just going to keep thrown this on of the fact that the thing i don't like is the fact of i love in the first one is you know the dog that has the thing inside attacks somebody that you don't know who it is and then all of a sudden in this movie it's like oh it's everybody everybody gets it um you know they try to play the bait and switch with the helicopter scene of the guy not feeling good and then but then it turns out to be the other guy that's supposed to um who is the it uh, who's the thing, but it's like the seat, then like the cr- crappy computer effects of like the helicopter spinning out of control. And it's just like, all right, they're dead. And then they show back up and it's like, who's the thing? And it turns out that none of them were when they came <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah, that was a little silly. Because Wait, no, the, the earring guy. No, no, he no, wasn't that was later. Because oh, remember, she yeah, says, yeah. Do you know how I knew you were human when you got back? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was funny. Yeah. Your dumb earring. Oh, you reach for the wrong ear. What the dude can remember your memories to remember, like how to react with you, but can't remember the right earring ear. What the fuck? Right. He 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 knows all your <sighs> deepest, darkest secrets, but he doesn't know what ear you pierced in high school. <laughs> Fucking that's like that's bullshit. Who's lazy booking? Who's Edgerton? What what was he in? Uncle Ben. Yeah, it's Uncle Ben. He's Star Wars. Oh yeah, but, but oh, that's right. Other than Uncle it, Ben, yeah, um, yeah he's in. Uh, he makes the a great, great rice. He's in the Great Gatsby. He's in the Gift. Um, Red Sparrow. I'm trying to think of movies I know that. Uh, Exodus, Gods and Kings, Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, oh, I will yeah, say that's right. He, he was in Warrior. He's a good looking man, but. Like every single character in this movie was charmless. I think that's what I keep going back the, to it in my head. With the, the, like, the, I liked everybody in the thing one. Yeah. One the, the, uh, <laughs> the, sorry, Caleb. Say the thing about what the thing like I keep saying how everybody's forgetful is because everybody but the four five people that we mentioned at the beginning of the show, they all have some type of character that you can go off of. Like okay, the, you know who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one's the 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 is he and aren't they banging friend. One's, ooh, he's the new love interest. He's the best friend of the new love interest. He's the spimy doctor, and she's the you know protagonist. Everybody else in this camp, it's the same person. <laughs> like, yeah. I love everybody in the original one because you knew who they were. Rick said in last week's show, he knew the entire cast in 20 minutes. Yeah. And, and no, this I, one, I'm like, I'm, this one, I'm like, I don't care for any of you. No one approached anything as cool as that. What's his name? Roller skating down the hallway, like TK like, Carter. Right? Yeah, like no one. Like, yeah, like, that that image will stick in my head, and I associate that character with. Oh, he's been he's he's been here a while. He's pretty. He's he's going a little crazy. Like yeah, like I I know the purpose of this movie mm-hmm. is the fact that the end game is that they all die, and you know, or you know they, what they did with the same with Kate is is she or is she not dead type thing because of. Um, they're playing that role of, you know, with Childs and uh, McCready or, or is, isn't she, is she? But like we've said, I know almost everybody from that original movie, even though I just watched it a month ago, 
well, I just watched this movie four days ago and I'm, <laughs> I just know three of the people, their real names, not who, you know, their characters' names because they I have kinda, no. I think they were trying to make the Game of Thrones dude sort of like the, the kooky one. He's like, oh, check out how crazy this guy is. But it just fell so flat for me. Like, no one no one stuck out as interesting. I mean, like, let's be honest. They're doing the best they can. They're having to do very boring Norwegian people. <laughs> That's right. We're like, flavorless cause, us. Because <laughs> what they're trying to do is like, yeah, okay, I can, I can remember one of the other side characters, but I don't know who he was or his name. It was the one that was a mute who would just do things if you pointed at him. No, dude, he wasn't mute. He didn't speak English. He just speaks Norwegian. <laughs> well, in my, if you don't speak American and English, you're a mute in my country, my friend. Or, or, or if you don't, I, I click mute on the remote and don't fucking listen to you. That exactly. Dude was the guy who kept burning everyone up. He was the one yeah. like side character who was awesome, but then they took him out of the rest of the movie because he got knocked out by fucking helicopter guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just those things of you know. Um, I just don't like I just didn't like the paranoia because in this movie, in the original one, you had all the paranoia throughout throughout the whole movie of who's who. And then with this, like I said, in this one, it's just like, okay, the alien's gonna attack you. Okay, aliens attack you. Like at one point, I'm like, how many goddamn things are there? You know, it also was too fast. Oh yeah. Uh when it was one night, I think, mm-hmm. for this one. Like the original yep. thing was like a couple three, days, four days. Yeah. yeah. Like stuff in this just happened too fast. And like, yeah. I don't know, like the Norwegians should the more more of them should have been bad about like trying. There shouldn't have been one person leading them to try and like break open the ship. Like it should have been this like collective group of like, should we do this? Ah, fuck it. Let's do this. <laughs> and it went wrong. Yeah, it's the. It's like we had in the original, we had um, McCready being the, you know, the warrior that doesn't want to be the, the, the leader who doesn't want to be the leader. And this one, it's like we have the person who's like trying to talk normal sense to them and they just tell her to fuck off. <laughs> nah, bro, we good here. Um, also, I fucking fucking hate that the dog was nothing till an end credit scene running away fucking hated that like if you're gonna lead into this next movie make the dog like an like good aspect of the movie or something not just like oh there he goes oh yeah because they killed the dog because the the thing killed the dog to start the start the uh movie off when the thing gets to the land they kill the they kill the uh, dog instantly and then all of a sudden at the end it's like oh it's back or the thing is now the dog yeah, and my notes are really funny. I was reading over them. I've got one that says, uh, "This group is objectively dumber." The originals knew they were fucked. <laughs> I remember in the first one they make that like Nobel Prize joke, and then th- this one they like they tried to make them seem like smarter for some reason, but that just came off as like uncharming to me. It's because they're Norwegian. Yeah, because the first one, they all just seemed like laborers, like a bunch of like yeah. I, I talked about job sites a lot in the first one. Yeah. The first one had that job site vibe. This one, they were all like a little bit more up their own ass, and it was more annoying. I don't. I actually disagree with that. I think the two like doctors were up their own ass, like the guy who was leading the site, mm-hmm. and then Doctor Sanders were definitely up their own ass. But I mean, the rest of them were just like regular laborers, like. <laughs> 
Game of Thrones guy, guy who slid his wrists and throat. I hated how they did that, too. Oh, there is a such an iconic moment coming across that body in the first one. And it was just a throwaway. Yep, he did it. Oh, there's a deleted scene of him doing it. But still, like there was no like he just completely snapped. I thought it was going to be her driving back to the camp. And like because she got grabbed by the thing, like she knew like the thing was in her and she was going to be like, this is the only way. And that she would do it to herself to prevent herself from turning into a thing. Instead, it was just that dude cracked and slid himself. Because then let me. Yeah, let me ask you guys this. Because me and the producer were talking about when we watched it. If the thing touches you, it can just take over you, right? It doesn't have to. I think it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to bite you. It doesn't have to. You know, it just if it touches you. I don't think it's touch. I think it has to like. Like break the skin or like break the skin. It's like an STI. It needs to get okay. into your blood, kind of. Okay. Because because it, it, it needs the, to go in your butt. You know That's what? The way yeah. the thing, it needs to go in the butt. The thing is alien HIV. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, this one is HIV. We're not, or we cleaned it with the next N82. Uh, but like, because when in when she's in the alien ship and like the, the uh, alien grabs her and just <laughs> we're like, well, it just touched her. <laughs> well, uh, is she a thing now? Because you know, but. If we I think don't it would be think, slow if, because because I do think it pierced your skin too because she's like hobbling and it looked like those tentacles had like piercer things on them. Yeah. So I still think like she's becoming a thing, but I think because it was just like a small one, like it looks like it takes a little while for the cells to start taking over. Yeah. So that's why I thought she was going to go back to the camp and kill herself <laughs> instead no. of just trying to recreate the original things ending, which just felt like really. Because that's what they wanted to do. That's why they wanted to leave little Easter eggs of like the axe in the wall. Um, the guy who slit his throat and in his wrist, like they kept all that. So but when, see, to me, those aren't Easter eggs. You're making a prequel of already pre-established things. Yeah, but that's if people if people are watching it and they don't pick it up. You know, like you know what I mean? Like they're just doing it just to show off. Like, hey, remember, hey, remember that guy that his slit, he's right there. And but see, this that's is what how he did me. it. Yeah, that's what bugs me is that they yeah. are so iconic. You should have made them iconic instead of being instead of treating them like Easter eggs. You should have been like great because you when you watch the original, you're like, how the fuck did that happen? What happened here to cause this? And then you watch it in this and you're like that. That's what caused it. Yeah. So here's something. The film actually solves a long standing mystery from the 82 film. It doesn't know uh, it doesn't. <laughs> Hang Sorry, on, can I, yeah, yeah. The film reveals that the thing cannot replicate inorganic things such as feelings, earrings, clothes, etc. And a pivotal moment in the nearly end is when Kate realizes that Carter's earring is missing, and that reveals that he's the thing. So at nineteen eight, in the end of nineteen eighty two's the fil- uh, film, Childs is still has his earrings in his right, uh, an earring in his right ear. So it can be just before he takes the drink in the bottle, the uh, J and B of the liquor. So that might just mean that Childs wasn't the thing. But I don't think we should acknowledge this movie as anything. Okay, you know, we don't have to. <laughs> I'm just saying, like what what we've said before of uh, once we're done talking about it, it's going out of my brain yeah. and I'll no, go the back thing, to the original. There's no the, such thing as 2011 thing in my mind. Yeah. I mean, I never believed Childs was a thing. E- anyways, I don't think either of them were the things at the end of that movie. I still just disagree with the fact that they should have still burned themselves just to be safe. That's 
Right. You're going to die in the fucking freezing cold anyways. Yeah. Um, uh, the actress. Uh, yeah. So like, you know, we don't, I just did not like the CGI any either. It wasn't scary. Like go, it's that weird thing. You can go watch the 1982 effects. They blow this movie effects out of the water. No, yeah. Practical is way, way better. All time, every time. And like you can do CG, but CG needs to be minor around the practicals. It's kind of like how the Star Wars shows look better now because it's mainly practical with CG around them instead yeah. of the prequels, which was just them all on green screens. Looking at tennis balls. But like the th- and also like the thing I don't like uh, is like that thing of we talked about about how like this movie is eerily similar to the original movie it's like hey can i copy your homework but i'm just gonna switch it up here and there <laughs> yeah uh you know we have the scene of them killing a human because they thought he was the thing uh in the original and in this one you know we get the scene of the no they uh, just he killed him because that guy came at him with a flamethrower they shot him in the fucking head but also, i think shouldn't that have tr- instantly been the point to them that that dude was a thing when he's like Hey, I want to check to make sure my friend who just got shot in the head is fine. <laughs> Man, I was watching this. I got big, uh, like newer Predator movie vibes, like the bad ones. Like I was so all of them after the first one. Yeah, but like the ones like the most, more specifically the Brody one. Like I got the yeah. kind of those vibes from this movie where it just sort of like looked bad and was stupid. A little bit too much up their own ass. Yeah, it's like a try hard but they're not trying very hard so in so like it, uh so they broke this down here in the film and predecessor from the thing uh you pay close attention to the body language and uh facial expressions of certain characters they can pinpoint who is the thing when the Ugh. thing attaches itself to a human host and uh simulates that person the creature takes on the characteristics and personality of the person until it decides to drop the facade and attack so, example, in the original, in the blood testing scene, Palmer's revealed to be the thing. During the sequence, he initially behaved normal, but when McGrady and Gary were briefly arguing just when McGrady's about to test Palmer's blood, Palmer has a uh, stoic uh, facial expression and, and is quiet. Once the blood comes to life, he starts morphing. And then this one, Juliet, the, the other female in this movie, is similar to Palmer after they become the thing. During the scene where uh olive and griggs are leaving the camp for olive to receive medical treatment after being effective griggs who was being behaving normal while uh olive kept coughing wheezing however when the helicopter decides to let's go back down that's when he switches his facial expression to okay i have to attack now because this is my way to get out um Another one would be was when kate's forming the plan to try and to keep the camp safe from increasing the threat of the thing Juliet volunteers to help. They go into the storage room and the keys and snowcats are stored. While Kate had her back, Juliet, who initially behaved normally, changes her expression to the stoic expression and then morphs into whatever creature that they decide to make. So the 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 thing does have a poker face, which they try and show off here. Did it, though? Because I still feel like you could kind of tell when someone was different. 
like the main guy, like the guy who was friends with Dr. Sanders, like they were making it pretty clear he was bad and then he was bad. Yeah, like they made it pretty clear that the dude who went to the helicopter was off and then he was off like they were. It was very flashing red light like, hey, something's not right here. Whereas like in the original, like you didn't know, like Mm -hmm. you just you didn't know until like it was backed into a corner and the thing would attack. Also, I did not like the fact that they didn't use John Carpenter's the the thing's music until the end. Yeah, that was weird. Like, why would you not use that as like, I mean, you already stole the name. Why not use that in the beginning of the film or yeah, like well, when you show the alien? I had another note about this. Like, I, this the movie like didn't sound as good. It wasn't. It didn't sound like the the music and just like the sound effects weren't as it good. It very much has that naughty's uh, bad film of digital cameras so it doesn't look as good and lower audio quality that movies yeah. from about 2009 8 <laughs> till about probably 2017 2018 when like which is i mean it kind of sucks but it shows why quentin tarantino was right to never stop filming on actual film because actual film just looks better it is better it's why the original thing being upscaled to 4K looks so good because you can upscale original film because you have all that detail that gets lost in digital cameras. I told the producer, I'm like, I wish this movie had that feel. I was like, I just wish it had that feel, the 1980s feel to that movie. Like, I wish movies these days could do, like, they probably could. They can. They can make it have that 80s, 90s feel, but they don't. And it's just like... coming back. I mean, we saw it coming back with the newest Top Gun. Is yeah. that mm-hmm. it's shot well, it's shot with practical, yeah, and it, I mean, it clearly makes that difference, mm-hmm. which is I also why that... it was kind of jarring to then go see a movie like Thor to go back into the heavy CG. That was like, jarring. <laughs> it was. Oh, it's not. Uh, I can feel the difference, and it is not as good. Uh, Chris Pratt is literally floating in air, <laughs> talking. <laughs> but uh, oh shit, I, I I forgot what I was gonna say. Ah, lost it. Never mind. Is it in your notes or no? No, it was just it was. We were just talking about how the how the cameras would would have been. Oh yeah, no. And you're seeing that improvement now because a lot of them will use like the 4K cameras that work well, or a lot of people have switched to like digital film. I think is what it's called, which is kind of like they've kind of figured out how to make that equivalency. But yeah, it's just some of the cameras they were using. In that time frame, which is, I mean, it's also the CG just looks like shit. Well, and I think it's a lot of it's in the hands of the production team and the executive folks that the lore the lore talks about a lot and the director. But like, there were movies that looked good in 2011. Like, it's not. I think there's just people were right, but corners. those are usually big bigger budgets that got to use like the much more expensive cameras or like smaller budget like independent folks doing like creative like who are like, using old cameras yeah or like yeah just getting doing different like there is there was still art in 2011 like, well here i hear keith i got <laughs> movies for you that came out in 2011 <laughs> yeah wait keith weren't you just saying how this was going to be a terrible year for movies probably no the, yes it, here, it was <laughs> here we go here we go uh season of the witch is the nick cage movie 
Okay. Uh, See, the the I told you there was art in 2011. <laughs> the Dilemma with Vince Vaughn and Kevin James. Uh, the Green Hornet. Nice. No, oh, string, no. no strings attached. Um, I, I've seen that. <laughs> uh, just go with it. Big Mama's house. Uh, Big Mama, <laughs> like father, like son. Um, Art. Hall pass. Drive angry. Drive angry ruled. <laughs> it did. Adjustment bureau. Uh, take me home tonight. Battle of Los Angeles. R- Red Riding Hood. Oh, that was the grim one, right? Yeah. Limitless. Lincoln lawyer. Paul. Um. Why limitless was it's, stupid. That was dude, like that was back when it was cool to be like, yo, what if we had like unlocked a hundred percent of the use of our brain? I heard we only use like ten percent of our brain. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Insidious, Scream Four, uh, Source Code. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to name big movie. You know, yeah, Thor, Bridesmaids, Pirates. Yeah, Pirates. Uh, Caribbean, Stranger Tides, Hangover That's Part the Two. One. X-Men First Class. <laughs> Green Lantern. Oh, yep. Those are a lot of bad movies. Transformers, Dark of the Moon. Horrible Art. Bosses. Harry <laughs> Potter, Deadly Horrors Part 2. And Captain America, First Avenger. Those are some movies that came out in 2011. Wow. Wasn't a great list. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I you know it's those things of like what I said about this, how about the CGI and how dumb it was. Like when you're watching the '82 one and like the practical effects of how like gruesome, gruesome the deaths are, or like how like the the you know how the things shooting its uh, tacticals and like the spray and stuff. Like oh, you feel bad for all of them getting just because they're getting hit and stuff. And then this one, you're like, oh, it's just all CGI. Yeah, I think it's also when you like you forgive practical effects more because at least yep. there's like the effort with practical effects. You're like, yeah, it's it looks kind of hokey, but like it's the 80s. They still put in an insane amount of effort and you understand the work that went into it. So you forgive it a little bit more. than you do with like just a computer generated image. And I'm I'm wondering what this movie looked like in 2000. Like if this movie looked good in 2011, like for like for that like six months when that was the peak technology. Like I wonder if it looked good because it clearly doesn't pass the test of time. Like we're watching 1982's thing and it looks better. But like, I would argue that it probably wasn't even the peak technology. I mean, you got to think it costs an insane amount of money to CGI stuff. Mm-hmm. Like everyone thinks like doing CGI is the cheaper route. It rarely is. It's usually just the easier, more expensive route. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like to render and create stuff. I saw a thing yesterday where Disney and Pixar own one of the like top 25 has one. Their computer to render their movies is like in the top 25 for supercomputers in the world. And it still took two years to fully render Monster University. Like, it is not an easy thing to CGI and render and get stuff into the movies. It's just usually the, like, 
you don't have to put in the work that practical does. You don't have to hire the people that it takes to do practical effects. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, check this. hold on. I, I got something really important. Check this one out. Um, this is going to be stupid and unimportant. The, the director, you... the director from Thing 2011, needs to go back to Monster University. I'm so glad you interrupted Joe to fit that. In. Uh, I, I, I would say, say, I would say, <laughs> hey, Rick, I, I, I would say, Rick, just check your phone for a minute. Um, <laughs> That was, uh, yeah. Uh, damn you, Keith! You threw me off. Um, Monster University. What I was going to say. With, Keith, uh, thank you. I would Practical say effects. it was. It would have been a great line had you not taken the time to interrupt well, Joe and set it up. Yeah, you did. Uh, but like, so example. Look at like the practical effects of the fact of like um, the scene with the the chomper. The guys like they. It took him a week to make the chomper. You know, so it's like. Uh, a week to chomper, or you do like two weeks worth of shitty CGI. I would go with the chomper, right? But with the shitty CGI, you've already wrapped filming and it just gets sent off to some poor hacks who aren't getting paid like, oh, yeah, <laughs> the correct wage in intense cr- crunch hours to try and get that shit out. Yeah, <laughs> I would just do the um practical effects because you know i prefer that yeah yeah i see your facial reaction there richard it, yeah yeah it's on my feed too so uh yikes how about that um <laughs> nothing keith you don't worry about that i'm coming back to the wrestling world there it is um but no i just i just did not like this movie i just didn't like the idea of the um uh, I just didn't like the fact of like, you know, 20 minutes into the original movie, you can you can tell the whole cast and, you know, who you you knew who played each role. And then this one, it was like, OK, you just had four people and everybody else. I mean, quintessentially, it comes back to how you open the show, Joe. Yep. It's a movie. It's a they movie. definitely filmed, produced and put out. A movie. Yep. Uh, Keith, I believe one uh, Roger Ebert is alive and well, and God, barely. He's got to be pretty close to dead at this time. But yeah, Jesus. What he died? Was it fifteen or something? He died. Four years. Anyways, yep. I was okay. uh, By the way, I I mean, uh, I mean, interrupt you here because you like to. Uh, He died about Monster University. No, Ebert died in 2013. Oh, okay. Thank you. So oh, I man. just want See, this is one of the last movies he saw. <laughs> That's probably what probably killed him. But yeah, uh, first of all, they did a Roger Ebert does a cute little uh, thing for the title of the, for the headline. This is the thing from the special effects department. Two and a half stars, which is the same review as Thing One, I think. Bullshit. <laughs> and I, I was I, I I read through this thing a couple times, and I was curious if he'd be like, because uh, before record we were talking about how I was curious if Roger Ebert was going to be like, yeah, well, this movie turned out to be pretty like well regarded by a lot of people, so like maybe there's some redeeming factors in this, but nope, he just sticks to his guns, just okay. And I couldn't just like this movie kind of passes through your ears, like I couldn't really find a good like a little reading series for us. 
But uh, yeah, the, usually the last paragraph is pretty good. I haven't read it yet, so uh, sorry. I expect this movie will do well at the box office. It has a lot of gory gotcha moments and many scenes in which an endless supply of things are incinerated by flamethrowers. It seems like such an ignominious end for such a versatile species. But yeah, a, a, a nothing sentence for a nothing movie. Yep. Um, <laughs> you want to know the budget was for this movie? $69 million. 42. Point so zero. the original, by the way, guys, the original one, <laughs> by the original one, 15 million. Which was, it's still a pretty good amount of money in 1982, yeah, yeah. by the way. 38, 38 million was this budget. You were close. <laughs> but he went over, so he still lost. That's yeah. probably like near, well, no, because it would only have been 19 years. But there probably wouldn't have been that unequivalent for inflation would yeah. be my guess between 1982 and 20. Well, I remember I looked it up. The last one would be like 50 million or 40 million mm-hmm. for the Also, uh, technically inflation. it had a smaller budget by inflation. That's funny. Um, where yeah, I can look at it. I, it's on the Wikipedia very bottom. But boom. Inflation to be 42 million as of 2021. So, uh, Let's go to the box office. Uh, not box, gross. Uh, inter- domestically, it only got $16 million and some change. Good. Uh, <laughs> internationally, $14 million and some change. So worldwide, it only got about $31 million. So uh, it didn't do so well, guys. Not so- no, Normally, I don't like cheering for movies that do bad, but I'm pretty excited to hear this movie didn't do well. You're a bad person. <laughs> Like those those artists that worked really hard on this. Like, also, I don't understand. Like, I understand that the original thing had a cult following. I don't understand how the original thing comes out bombs in the box office, and you think making a prequel to that movie is going to somehow do well. Like, the thing might be loved by filmographers and people like us who have now seen the movie, but it's still not a heavily well like known or seen movie the thing is not like a cultural phenomenon yeah um yeah it's that weird thing so let's go like if they took clerks and made two more movies off of that wait hey clerks 2 is fantastic i'm also i liked the trailer for clerks 3 if i'm honest the inner species erotica that's something to watch I mean, we also um, got one of the best lines in film history of you never go ass to mouth. Never go ass to mouth. Sometimes it's okay to go ass to mouth. <laughs> hey, let's go. Bu- yes, Keith. I was, just, I was just about to throw, throw out some props for Clerks 1. It's one of the coolest movies ever. That's it. It was great. It was, that movie had a $10,000 budget. Yeah. Monster University, baby. <laughs> So let's go to the box office for October 14th through the 16th of the year 2011. Coming in at number 10 in its uh, fifth week in a re-release with uh, 2.7 million, The Lion King, the animated uh, version. Okay, good, good. Because I refuse to ever see the live... First of all, not live action. Bunch of computer-generated lions. Updated. I refuse to see that. Yeah, uh, coming in its first week uh, at number nine with three point two million. The big year. It's the um, Steve Martin, Jack Black, Owen Wilson. They're looking for birds movie. I think I watched that. 
Steve Martin is a good person, right? He's not one yes. of the old comedians yes. who's a terrible person. No, like he's Chase. a he's a good person. I'm sure okay. he sucks a little bit. No, he's, no, he's, no, no. Martin's he, a good person. He, he's he old. Just got, he just tried to get canceled because he did the King Tut sketch on SNL like 40, 50 years ago, and they're like, cares about that? He's that. he's an old he's an old rich guy. That's I mean, well, he doesn't act. It. Everyone he doesn't act is bad it. just because of that, Keith. He 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 plays the um. Ukulele or not ukulele? Uh, he play. Yeah, he's fine. Keith, he's fine. Uh, coming in number th- uh, eight in its third week with uh, three point three million. Courageous is a Christian movie. Moving on. Coming in number seven in its third week with four point two million. Fifty fifty. It's the um, Jordan. Yep. Gordon Lovett, the cancer movie with Seth Rogen. Yep. Isn't he canceled? No. No, it's just his whatever the one dude who's friends with seth rogan and joseph James Gordon, is, 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 oh, uh, yeah, my, boy, my boy franco is getting a new movie why is canceled is franco he? getting a movie <laughs> well what is he know, doing it's, it's very funny i don't know he's got some movie coming out also keith i have bad news to once again date our podcast your boy steve bannon just got charged <laughs> hell Actually, yeah no excuse me convicted hell oh, yeah, yeah. If Steve's going down, um, <laughs> guys, stop the show! Stop the show! It's okay. He says his lawyer has an airtight. Steve, um, Steve. <laughs> get off your phone, Keith. We're on a podcast. Has an airtight appeal to fix the situation. Because if there's one thing we know, Steve Bannon has always been an, an honest individual, uh, upright guy, yeah, that, right, Keith? Upright that guy's citizen. Airtight. He's airtight. airtight. He never leaks any air. <laughs> so he's like uh, Kim Jong-il. Doesn't have a butthole. Yeah. Never Praise to air. the greatest leader that ever was in this world. We miss you, buddy, every day. James Franco. <laughs> Harambe. Got it. All right. Coming in at number six in its fourth week with 5.4 million Moneyball. Oh, that movie rocked. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number five in its fourth week with six point two million, Dolphins Tale. Oh my God, Dolphins Tale! Why have you uh, seen that movie? No, I haven't seen it. But is, is is that the horny one? Did you guys ever see that documentary about the the person that fell in love with the dolphin? No, it's no, a, it's um, not about the fucking people who did coke with dolphins and one had to jack a dolphin off to keep it happy. No, it's the one with the no, that one a, guy. I know what movie it is. It's a kids movie. I was just yes, like, it is. I, I was just being horny thinking about dolphins. That's yeah, you're horny, horny, right? You're thinking about the uh, lady who had to fucking jack off dolphins in a half flooded house for the CIA. Calm, calm down. That's Hank a real Hill. thing, by the way, folks. The dolphin a real thing. Hung like a fucking elephant, I tell you. Calm down, uh, Hank. Hank Hill, uh, coming in at number four in its second week with seven point one million. The Ides of March. It's a um, thank you. <laughs> Coming in number three in its first week with eight point four million. The thing. So it made most of its money in its opening weekend. Parentheses, two thousand eleven. <laughs> Coming in at number two in its first week with fifteen point five million. Footloose, the re- the remake. Oh remake. my god! It got another... beat by the remake of Footloose. That's yeah. rough. I, I I don't know how you guys would feel about this one then. Then coming in at number one in its second week with sixteen uh, million, real steel. Is that the, the 
with the uh, Jackman boxing with Wolverine. Movie. That movie fucking rocks. <laughs> I liked it. I didn't know how you guys felt. I'm just no, saying it's a shitty sci-fi movie. I fucking love the shit out of that movie. Also, Hugh Jackman is just a fantastic actor and he's usually good in anything and everything he does. Correct. So let's go to the ratings. IMDB gave this one a 6.2. Uh, Ron Tomato, all critics gave this a 34. Top critics a 33. And audience gave it a 42. So before we glaze them, let's rank them. We're going to do best thing, best crew, best transformation, gross out scene, and movie. Don't worry. Two is already at behind one in movie. You know what we forgot was uh, MVP. Forgot our MVPs. Oh, we do MVP. uh, McCready. I mean, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely Kurt Russell from the first one. Honorable mention to uh, the doctor losing his shit when he figured out the world was fucked. That was oh, good. yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's arguably Rupert, the best yeah. scene in the movie. Yeah. Oh, we should start doing that, too. For each best one. scene, best like scene. best moment. Yeah, that'll yeah, be future. We'll have to yeah. work that out in production. All right, well, yeah. don't worry, guys. We're starting a new franchise after this. So we can when we're reviewing it in Fiction, there, we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so yeah, who's your MVP in this movie? Then we'll start with that, oh, then, brother. Yeah, well, I, you, you... I probably have to go Dr. Sanders just because he pushed the plot along. He what is what made the most connection to the original as to why the Norwegians was were being dipshits and doing what they were doing. I'm gonna go with that just because I honestly don't remember any of the other people because it's not uh, Kate. I don't like, I thought she acted fine, I thought the actor did fine in the role she was given. Yep. But the character was just written very poorly. Listen here, bitch. We don't need to. <laughs> we don't know yap from you. So get out of here. You want so-called doctor? Listen, I'm a hotshot paleontologist. <laughs> yeah. No, there was n- none. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I could say none, I would say none. Uh, I get two since I went third. <laughs> there you go. Let's do best thing. So for what we had, Keith, you had, you had me, you had the dog, I had the chomper, and mm. Rick picked Blair's arm, palm, uh, fist to the face. So in this movie, what were, what was your favorite thing? You had the helicopter one. You had the girl. Uh, you had the one that was just the alien itself. I like the hand. I'm gonna go yeah, hand. I'm with the Keith hand, on that one. Know. That's the yeah. only one that jumped out to me as to being that was cool. cool when the they, oh the god, it's so gross carried. when it goes into its mouth. It's just like eating his face. Oh god, that was, that was like, yeah. That was the one. Good, the one moment I was grossed scenes. out a little bit. I just like that scene too. Like that's like the one scene I liked was like the guy, like him being carried into the room with everybody, and all of a sudden, like the hand just like falls off. Like what the hell? Uh, that that might have just bought that movie a star. <laughs> I don't think it did. Uh, best crew just one two, correct? Yeah, yeah. Not not there a question. Was, it was crewless. <laughs> That wasn't a joke. That was accidental. No, but you're a joke. So let's move on. <laughs> you're a goddamn joke. Uh, you and your best? fucking one ankle. Listen, I'm a powerful man. All I need is oh, one ankle. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, oh, we're gonna find out in a bit <laughs> how powerful you are. So don't, uh, you just, you just set yourself up for that one, pal. Uh, best transformation. We had the dog scene as our best transformation. Um. <sighs> I think they wanted it to be the mutating one of them, gelling into one, but I didn't like that. That just sucked. It was so overly generated that it looked so bad. It, like, 
the idea of it was super cool. I'm like, oh, they're going to build the thing for outside. That's cool. But then they they made it the main monster and had it like roam around for a long time. I'm like, well, yeah. that that's stupid. Like I said, this movie just sucked on the on the fear factor and the paranoia. Um, no, that was a terrible thing headed up by that one dipshit who does Joe podcasts. Rogan. Joe Rogan. I didn't want to um, mention his name. No, that's fine. If we do, we might get we might get some uh, subs, you know, and uh, some viewers. I don't know. Um, well, do you know, we already we already mentioned what's his nuts, a Keith boy who's got, who's got uh, Steve Bannon. Yeah, yeah. So oh, why stop? Yeah, we're di- we're dipping way too far into alt right today. We should yeah. really stop. All righty then. Let's move on. So, but we have to do the. Uh, and by uh, alt right, I mean Nazis. Lahayam, let's do. What's our best transformation? Because I don't know. Uh, Oh, I stick with the hands falling off. And yeah. Then the hands oh, yeah. Because the, hand. the okay. hands are cool. <laughs> this is the only good thing so our, in this movie. So, our best transformations in both movies are uh, the dog and then the hand. There was like no human, like, uh, yeah. Uh, gross out scene. We had the chomper as. I guess it's still going to be the hand eating Game of Thrones guy's face. Game of Thrones guy. They tried. But, they failed with the faces. The faces sticking together could have been gross. It, instead, it just looked so dumb. It just looked. It All looked right. like a, a cut scene on a late generation. <laughs> so uh, in my PS3 notes, game. so in, in in our stats, I have gross out scene, chomper. We know what that is. This one, hand eating Game of Thrones guy. <laughs> All so I'm saying is, we got big hand energy from this movie. Big right. hand. Give it a hand, everybody. I'll be here all week. Thank you. And then we did movies one, two. So the only reason you get away with those jokes is because at least you don't interrupt us to like set the scene and then yeah. deliver your terrible yeah. jokes. Unlike some people who will remain nameless with only one good ankle. But he has all that power according to himself. Yeah. Monster <laughs> ankle university, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See, that was funny. <laughs> Kate, do you want to tell us what the meaning of that means? It's um no, because there is no meaning. All right, see, good. That, I, that's see, what you good. Need. Good. Joe good. set you up to fail and you actually avoided it for once. I'm proud of you, Keith. Proud of you. So uh as we're gonna be proud of Keith, as we're gonna be glazing him, I mean glazing them. So let's glaze some uh stars. And Rick, what did we give the uh original thing? Yeah, this movie's not good enough for me to do a song for it. So the original thing came in for a record setting as our tied for number two, 4.8. After you two gave it fives, I gave it a four and a half. And yeah, the original thing rated very highly. So let's start with Keith. By the way, Keith, you should just start playing the guitar for us when we do a... We <laughs> don't need in. a guitar guy at the podcast. We need a Anyways. guitar guy. <laughs> Keith, Here's Wonderwall. <laughs> Anyways here's, the thing to, anyways, here's the thing 2011. <laughs> <laughs> Two days gonna be the day when you're gonna lose your mind. <laughs> By now, you know who the alien is. That yeah, gives is. it away. All I want to do is watch Kurt Russell's. Oh, that's all I got. Did, Thank you. Did, did I respect it. That was, no, that was awesome. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Roll switch. Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. I don't like my bit being stolen, but yeah, I respect we, it. We went from top to bottom. <laughs> but, I do um, like being a bottom. Wait, what were we talking about? Speaking about uh, speaking glazing. about going from top to bottom, let's uh, talk about my stars here. I'm gonna do 
and you now know, as, Keith's as, stealing your transitions, Joe. What are we doing here? I don't know. Segways, babe. Segway monster <laughs> ankle university, baby. God damn it. <laughs> He's a segway boy. Yeah. Um I like I started out, I remember when I very first saw this movie, it was like I remember I didn't like it, but I was like, well, that was competent, I suppose. <laughs> that was my first impression ever of this movie. It was, well, the, yeah, that was a movie. That was, they, they did it. Yeah. But now, like, after, after talking it out and, like, we've been doing this podcast for a while now. We've watched a lot of movies. And a movie I'm discovering now that movies that bore me, like, really piss me off now. And I was so bored while I was watching this movie. So, one star. Oh, shit. Keith, you brought up the fact that we've done a lot of movies. Boys, this is our 50th movie. You're welcome. <laughs> and what did you give it, Keith? A one. one. Oh, damn. That, oh, that's a little harsh, don't you think? No, it was it bored me. That is uh, one of the ultimate crimes you can do for a... I'll just jump in. It's a one for me as well. They <laughs> It bored me to the point of like, I'm legitimately like bending backwards over my couch like how long is this i was on my phone the whole time because i'm giving it two and three quarters just because like the opening was still good it still felt like the thing for the first 20 to 30 minutes the middle was oh existed (laughs) and then the final 30 minutes was hot hot dumpster fire we didn't talk enough about how fucking stupid the spaceship part was. It was just more of a um, 2011 CGI spaceship that they thought it'd be cool to try to do. And I honestly, I got lost in it. Dude, that running scene on top of the spaceship looks so fucking bad. As they call it, they, they call that the tr- Tetris ending. Didn't Prometheus come out this year? around uh, then because prometheus, prometheus. Looked, like, like no matter like that movie's kind of controversial to say you like it but I, I loved it 2012 and like that movie looked spectacular so that brings the thing 2011 and at a 1.6 high in it as our second lowest watched movie of 2022 with american wedding boy i forgot about so- that movie too <laughs> <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 3 still sits there as our low on the year at a point oh, nine. That sucked. You know what? I'm going to say it. I might watch Beverly Hills Cop 3 more than I would watch this one again. I mean, I will just continue to go not remembering either of those movies exist after this. Yeah, but it's going to pop out of my head, so we're fine. If, if someone put two D- DVDs in front of you and held a gun to your head... <laughs> I would yeah. probably go with the thing 2011, honestly. Because at least, like, else. there's enough there. <laughs> I, think I think they're I, equivalent in length. So I, I don't like I can't pick... Oh, mm. you go straight to hell. I would watch Legally least... Blonde 2 before Beverly Hills Cop 3, but I probably watched the thing 2011 before there's... Legally Blonde 2. Legally Blonde 2 has more than three colors in it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and by the way, Beverly Hills Cop 3 is one minute longer than this. Yeah, see, then. so I'm going to go think 2011. Just save myself that one minute. One minute. God damn it. Okay. So this brings an end to the Thing franchise, unless they do the reboot, restart, remake, if that was discussion in 2020. Um, so we go from there. So we're moving on as Rick. Oh, here we go. Pick. 
You get I'll to pick the next franchise. If you, okay. So the second movie in this franchise is actually what made me think The Rock could actually be a good actor because of a great character role he plays in the second film of this series. Oh, but I know what it is. This series stars the likes of John Travolta, Gene Hackman, Danny DeVito, James Gandolfini. Boys, we're going to get shorty and be cool. You know, I'm ex- I've never seen Get Shorty. It's one of those. It's like a classic. I've seen Be Cool. I've never seen Get Shorty. So I'm excited to go back and watch these. Damn. I think, I think they're on the max, right? I haven't checked what they're on yet. But yeah, I'm excited to watch these. I know I know. I loved Be Cool. Be Cool was very funny to me. Sick. It, uh, it's, it, it's on Pluto. So it's. Also, it's just kind of like excited to watch like still peak John Travolta before he kind of like, you know, lost his mind. Yeah, I've never seen any of them either. I, I've never even seen Be Cool. And like, I remember that time frame around the time because the fact that people were shocked and all that The Rock could actually act. Yeah, and, he plays uh, a stupendous character actor in Be Cool. So like I'm cool. intrigued by this movie. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, man, be cool. Watch, is so. very poorly rated. I'm sad about that, but I so. remember I remember not seeing it, but I assumed it sucked. That was my vibe of it. <laughs> oh yeah, well that'll be fun. I mean, hang on. Oh, they did they did a Get Shorty TV, TV show. series. Yes, yeah, with Ray Romano. Sure, God, the sure. cast for be. Oh wow, I just yelled that one. The cast for be cool is so deep. You got. Cedric the Entertainer, Vince Vaughn, Andre 3000, Uma Thurman, Christina Milian. Like, oh. Is Kevin Spacey in it? Um, No. Okay. Just checking. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> James Woods is. <laughs> nice. Even better. Um, so coming here next week here on Fake Movie Experts, we're going to get shorty as we're going to watch 1995's Get Shorty. Also uh, what can... women say when they reach in Keith's pants. It's also what they say to me before they say it's my birthday. They say get shorty. Okay. That's cool. But you can go to no entertainment.com. That's right. No entertainment.com. We can find all the blogs, all the podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can find uh, all of us on the social medias, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. Uh, you can find Keith at uh, uh, what the website are you house. on? <laughs> the abandoned oh, house. Yeah. I'm on the abandoned tube. Bannon YouTube tube. is a, yeah. We're working to cancel YouTube, so he his he, uh, his uh, ID name is Hey Shorty, as uh, for some reason he's just short in every position. If you know what I mean, uh, you can uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes, they didn't notice I lost my cock ring and that I am a thing. Shit, we're still recording.